I want to take a couple minutes before we go and just say the, the term violent hope. Tell someone I have a violent hope. Tell them next to you, I got a violent hope. Romans, the 8th chapter, the 11th verse says this. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Look at someone next to you say, his spirit dwells in you. Come on, tell them, try to convince them. Say, the same spirit, the exact same spirit, not one like it, but the exact same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. And because he's living in you, he's going to raise you. He's going to change you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, let your word become a revelation to us on this great day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. You can't fully appreciate resurrection personally until you understand death in the grave. I, 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 we didn't, our computer crashed, so we didn't get to see the words to Ain't No Grave. But Ain't No Grave is a great old song. And the words are just powerful about graves. And I'm going to try to just mention a couple before we go today. Sin is a grave. Sin is a grave. You know, us wanting to do our own thing, doing things we know are wrong, even though we don't intend to do them, no matter what, as a child, we end up going that route. And we find ourselves in a type of death. We're alive, and actually, you know, when you sin, you, you think, well, you know, nothing bad happened. You, you, it actually, it's kind of enjoyable what was really wrong with it. But you don't realize that there, something happened. There was a separation that happened. Romans 7, 11 said, for sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. The Passion Translation of that says this, sin by means of the commandment built a base of operation within me to overpower me and put me to death. So then we have to conclude that the problem is not the law itself, but the law is holy and the commandments are correct and they're there for our good. It says that sin... Once it got inside you, it set up a death. And it, you didn't know you were dead, but your ability to be alive to spiritual things, you lost it. I've talked to so many people, you know, at di different ways and different situations. And I, when I start talking about spiritual things, they get this glassy look on their face like, you know they don't understand what you're talking about. Because they're not alive to it. You can read the Bible and they're like, uh... Because they don't know it, but they're dead. And they might think, well, what's wrong with me? I see other people like, woo, awesome. And I don't feel that way. Well, they don't feel that way because they don't know it, but they're deactivated. Your potential to be great, your potential to be who you were born to be, it's cut off because of sin. And the problem is everybody has that leaning towards sin, and eventually sin takes place, and eventually we all feel that grave, that we're stuck in that grave. I remember for years I was going to church. I heard the gospel and my dad was a preacher, but I never heard it. I heard it, I understood it at an intellectual level, but I couldn't get it. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, where, 
where have you been all my life? Because something came alive in me. See, you can't really appreciate the resurrection of Jesus until you understand that not only did Jesus die, but there's a death that happens when sin is born and conceived in our lives. And we are, we are, we are separated. Sin is death to your consciousness of God and his ways. I used to, you know, after I became a Christian, I, I looked at some of the movies I used to watch. And I was like, I thought it was a good movie. But when I watched it, I was like, golly, I was watching that? I couldn't believe it, like scary movies and what have you. You know what I mean? I was like, what was I doing in front of that? But at the time, I was just dead. I was hard, and, and nothing bothered me, and nothing, but suddenly I would, I would see things, and it would affect me. I would see violence, and it wouldn't bother me, but after I came alive, I, violence bothered me, and being ugly, and, you know, I, I hear the way I used to speak, and the cursing, and all the stuff used to come out of my mouth, and I thought to myself, when I hear myself, I think, who were you? How could you speak that way? Well, I was dead. I didn't have this awareness, this consciousness of God. Sin is death to the warm presence of God in your life. I'd be around the presence of God. I just wouldn't know it. I could feel it, but it wasn't close to me. Sin is death to God's voice and purpose in your life. God's speaking, but you can't quite hear him. You don't know what you're supposed to do. You won't know what you were born for. You say, well, I'll do whatever I want. Yes, but there's a death in that. There's inside of you. You lose all direction. What were you born? Who are you? What are you supposed to do with your life? All that dies as a result of bad choices. Sin is death to the clear evaluation of God's word. Sin means death to the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Sin is death to the blessing and the favor of God on your life. Some people, you know, they love to say, you know, I just believe everything is just working out. You know, everything kind of works out for the good. And they, they, it's a scripture in, in Romans 8. But the Bible doesn't say everything's working out for your good. It says all things are working together for good for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. You don't get that. Everything is not working out for your good when you're dead. When you're dead to God's voice and dead to God's purpose, God is trying to get your attention, but he's trying to get the attention of a dead person. And it's not easy. It's not. And the moment, that's why we come to church, because we want something to come alive inside of us. Because everybody knows it all sounded like fun and games until you died. Remember your mama said it's all fun and games until somebody put your eye out? <laughs> somebody gets their eye put out. And it's true, it's all fun and games, it's all a party until the next morning you realize you're dead, man. You're empty. You don't have a reason to live. You don't have an eternal purpose or a divine call. All of it dies when you say, I'm first. Sin kills, man. Sin sucks the life right out of you. To live in sin... To choose sin, to choose self, is to live in condemnation, is to live in separation. To live in sin is to live under the judgment. I'll live any way I want. Yes, you can, but you will live under the judgment of God. A consciousness that you know that if you died, you have no idea where you're going. Because it kills you to God. 
You're separated and you think you're in charge, but actually you're not. No one's driving. You're in the kingdom of darkness and you're walking around like a blind person. And people are telling you directions. You can't even understand what they're saying. It's real. And in that song, it starts off with shame is a prison. Shame is a grave. Shame is a grave. In Genesis, after Adam and Eve sinned, God said, don't eat from that tree. And they ate it. The enemy said, you're not going to die. When they didn't die naturally, they just died spiritually. It sounded like the enemy was right. He said, you're not going to die. And then like God always did in the cool of the day, God was coming to look for Adam and Eve like he would like to walk with them and talk with them. And he couldn't find them. And he said, Adam, where are you? See, that's how it is when shame is in your life. You're hiding in the bushes, hiding from God. Ashamed of the choices you made. Ashamed of the one choice you made to leave God out. God doesn't accept second place. God doesn't accept one of the things in your life. He wants first place or nothing. That's how it is. There is no in-between. It's jumping off the high diving board. You have to say, I'm totally in or you're totally out. You don't get half of God when you give God half of you. You get nothing. Does God love you? Yes, but that's not the question, is it? The question is, do you love God? He already stretched out his arms and said, this is how much I love you. The ball is not in his court. The ball is in your court. He already said, I'll give everything for you. He already made the choice. Now the decision is yours. Sin removes the true God's self-esteem that you had and replaces it with shame. And they, they cried out from the bushes, God, we can't come out because we're naked. That's how we say it in Louisiana, naked. We don't say naked. He said, who told you you were naked? Have you, have you done it? Did you do the thing I told you not to do? He said, yeah. Now we not only inherit separation, but we have separation by shame. We're separated because we're so have a sense of shame in our life. And that's how all the children of Adam are before the cross. They live with a sense of knowing that they're wrong. Unconscious condemnation of all that we could have been. All that God made us to be. Shame is the distance between where you are and where God called you to be. And Jesus hung naked to bear that shame. He came and paid the price so that you could be you again. Come on, if you don't mind whisper it with me, say, ain't no grave going to hold my body down. See, there is a defiant boldness that happens at the resurrection. There is no sneaking into the kingdom. There's only a moment when you get violent. And you say, I'm done with darkness. I'm done with sin. I'm done with compromise. I'm done with the excuses. I'm coming out of the dark and I'm coming into the light. I'm going to take this thing violently. John the Baptist, Jesus said, from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. 
You don't sneak in. The resurrection was a violent move of the hand of God. And the only way to get in is to say, I'm in all the way in. When you watch the passion of Jesus and they beat him and they pulled his beard out and they smacked him in the face and they nailed him to a cross, this is what it means this is what it means to love. This is what it means to give up your life. This is what it means to lay down your life and come into the kingdom. You've got to say, I don't care. I'm giving it behind. I'm making a violent decision because I have a violent hope. <laughs> Let me finish and say fear is a grave. Fear is a grave. Fear is the tormenting consciousness that you have no assurance of your eternity. That you don't know if you died, what would happen. You'd spend eternity where? That's fear. It's not being afraid of cats or spiders. Real fear is not knowing what happens when you die. Not having an assurance. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. But so that you'd have an opportunity of resurrection. So you could know when you leave this place, you're going to spend eternity in heaven. You don't get to go because you're a good person or you gave some money. Because you try to do your best and you try to be a nice person. You don't get to go because of that. You get to go because of the blood that was shed by that precious lamb. And because of the resurrection, you have the opportunity to live. Fear is loneliness. Fear is abandonment. Fear is to live under the spiritual threat. Fear is to live in darkness and blindness. You know, if you're in the dark, it's easy to get afraid. And that's how people live. I'm going to read this and we're going to close. Romans 8, 14 says this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption where we cry out, Abba, Father. For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. Listen, the spirit of resurrection is the comfort of adoption and acceptance and sonship. You come out of the grave of fear and you come into the life of a son. That you might make a mistake, but you'll always be a son. You might goof up, but you'll always be a son. You'll come into the security of knowing that no matter what, God loves you. You come out from under judgment. You come out of that grave. And you come into life. That's the great invitation today. Coming out of the grave requires violence. Matthew 28 says this, now after the Sabbath, the first day of the week began at to, dawn, to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the, and the other Mary came to see the tomb, and behold, listen, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Resurrection was violence. An earthquake happened. God said, let me just, this is a big deal, and you're about to have an earthquake in your life. Repentance. So we say, oh, that's easy. No, it's not. God has to give it to you. God has to give you the courage to say, I'm wrong. I need God. And there's no cool way to do it. I know church tries to make it cool. The cross is not cool. The cross is a place where we come to die. But if we die with him, we can live with him.
Repentance is a violent choice that says, not what I want. Don't have to make it easy. It's not what I want, but what you want. So before we go today, with every heads, everybody's head bowed today, just bow your head with me as we close. This is your Resurrection Sunday. If today you came to church and you're saying, Pastor Bray, if I died, I don't know what would happen to me. I have no idea. I want to pray for you. If you came to church today and you said, Pastor Bray, I've been far away from God. I used to, you know, be on fire for God and I let some things slip in before I know it. It's like I'm, I'm lost again and I want to come back to God. And I need God in my life. I want Jesus in my life again. Okay, you came to the right place. It doesn't take a long time. It just takes a sincere heart. And all you have to do is violently renounce the kingdom of darkness and step into the kingdom of light. If you don't mind, if you're one of those people, you never had a relationship with God and you want to come to life today. Or you had a relationship with God, but you let it fall away and now you're a mess and you're saying, I want to come back to God on Easter. I want to pray for you today. Right where you're sitting, if you're either one of those people, you want to get right with God or you never gave your life to Christ, but you really want it for real. You want to surrender to God for real. Then I want to pray with you. Pray it. You don't have to play it super loud. Just pray it with your lips. And just say this prayer. Let me help you. Just say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I was wrong. For all my bad choices, for all my excuses, for all my carelessness, for putting myself first, I'm sorry. Most of all, I want to say out loud, I'm sorry for leaving you out of my life. I believe that on the cross, you paid the price for all my sin and all my bad choices. I believe that you not only died, but you rose up from the dead. And right now, I receive forgiveness. Just say it out real loud. Say, I receive forgiveness. I believe that the blood of Jesus was shed for me. I receive forgiveness. I receive cleansing. I receive a change in my life right now. And I receive a resurrection. Holy Spirit, you raised Jesus from the dead. Now come and raise me right now. I surrender. And I declare, come on, let's say it together. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess Jesus with your mouth, he said you will be saved. For with the heart you believe, with the mouth, a simple confession is made. Let's make it again. Say, Jesus Christ, you are the Lord of my life. I'm no longer the Lord of my life. Jesus, you are the Lord. 
Now, while we're still got our heads bowed, if you prayed that prayer with me and you really meant it from your heart and you believe that you've turned your back on that old life and you're ready to begin a new life because the Spirit of God, the resurrection Spirit, is inside of you today. If that's you, I want to say a prayer for you before you go. But I want to know who you are. If that's you, you're... You prayed and you really meant it. You believe that God touched your life. If you don't mind, just lift your hand up real quick and you can put it right back down so I know who you are. Just lift your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all. Just, you can put it right back down. God bless you. God bless you. You can put it right back down. God bless you. Anybody else? Say, Pastor Ray, I prayed with you. I really meant it. Anybody else? Just put your hand up. There you go. But just by lift your hand, you're saying, Jesus, I'm changing today. I receive what you did. God bless you, sweetie. You can put it right back down. Anybody else? I'm going to wait just one more minute. You need to just have some courage, like a little lightning rod. Just put your hand up and say, me. I prayed with you. I really meant it. Anybody else? Quickly. God bless you. I see you, sweetheart. So beautiful. Anybody else? Good, 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 good. So beautiful. Now, here's what we're going to do. Before we go today, I want you to come up out of that grave. If you prayed with me, you did come out of that grave. But Jesus died right in front of everybody else. So when I, I'm going to give you an opportunity on this Easter. I'm going to count to three and we're all going to stand up. But when we stand up, those of you that raised your hand, I just want you to scooch out of your seat and come stand here so I can pray with you personally. I'm not going to do anything weird. I just want to have a, we want to seal what you did today. Let it be a public decision. You said, I don't care who knows it. I've decided to follow Jesus. I'm not turning back. Say it was Easter 2019. I gave my life to Jesus. I'm never turning back. I'm going to count to three. And those of you who prayed that prayer with me and raised your hand, you're just going to quickly just move out of your seat and you're going to come stand here with me. Ready? One, we're all going to stand up. But you're going to move. Ready? Two. Three, come on, everyone's going to stand up. And those of you who prayed with me, come stand here with me. I want to pray for you personally. Come on, sweetie. Come on, sweetie. So sweet. Love y'all. Love you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, just keep coming. Hey, sweetheart, love you. So sweet. Love y'all so much. Come on, anybody else? Just lift your hands to Jesus, if you don't mind. This is just a little sign of surrender. When we lift our hands, we're just saying, I surrender. That's all this is. You know, when the, if, you, if the police stops you, he says, put, put your hands up. That just means I surrender. So right now, just surrender. Because you're going to surrender to God's love today. He loves you. He loves you more than the mistakes that you've made. And we're going to lift up your hands. And right now, you're going to feel that you're standing before the cross of Jesus. And then you're going to feel that all of that darkness, all of that shame, all of that fear is going to leave your life. All of those hurts, all of that guilt. It leaves your life. Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. Come on, with your hands lifted, just pray a prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you. I'm forgiven. I release all the darkness from my life, all the sadness, all the fear, 
all the hurt, I release it from my life. It leaves my heart and it's absorbed to the cross. Say it out loud. Say, Jesus, you paid the price and you receive all of that from me. You paid the price for it. I give it to you. I renounce the kingdom of darkness. I renounce the devil. I renounce his lies. I turn away from darkness. And I turn myself to you. Jesus, from this day on, I belong to you. All that I have is yours. And all that you have is mine. That's how we surrender. Now with your hands lifted. I'm going to ask, I'm going to have a leader just come stand right in front of you because I'm going to have someone just pray for you. Just kind of, They're going to scooch right here in front of you. Just scooch one little step back. And I'm going to get a leader that's going to make sure that we pray for everybody just right. Just take one little scooch back and we're going to have the leaders come stand here. With your hands lifted, come on. With your hands lifted, actually everybody in the room could do this if you wanted to. Just with your hands lifted, say, I want you to see... I want you to see that this is like a big funnel. The reason you were who you were is because there was emptiness there. And right now, with the funnel, let just your hands lifted like a funnel. Say it with me. Say, Lord, I receive all that I need, all the peace, all the joy, all the love, all the life. I receive it. I receive peace. I receive the love of God. Come on. The, the enemy's been telling you you're too weak and you're, you're, you're not loved. But God looks at you as loved. God calls you strong. Say it with me. Say, I receive strength right now in my spirit. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Say, I'm strong because of Jesus in me. And I'm never turning back. And never turning back in Jesus' name. While they're praying with them, if you're in the congregation, uh, they're going to be waiting for you. Y'all are going to be waiting for them. But if you don't mind the congregation, just lift your hands up. Let this be a, a blessed day of resurrection. If you have people in your family that you're concerned about their lives and you're asking God to touch them. They, could, they weren't at church today, but you're asking God to touch them. Right now, would you just lift your hands and I'm going to agree with you. Father, in Jesus' name, for every father, brother, friend that's represented here, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would reach out from this place and that you would rock their world. That you would speak to them. That you would radically change them. Let this congregation be lights in the world. Let them become mighty for you in Jesus' name. Let the glory of God come upon those people. Let salvation come to their house. Let the power of God and the blessing of God rest on their house in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you don't mind, God bless you. We're gonna, they're going to be praying. Hug somebody. You're dismissed. Have a great Easter. God loves you. Have a great night.